0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Child Care.
1: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today for part three in a series that we've been doing with St. Paul Public Schools Early Childhood Special Educator, Kylie Hendrick, who has been joining us to talk to us about what that special ed service looks like in a child care setting, um, whether it's a family child care home or a center-based site. And we also have Jackie Johnson, one of our CICC coaches with us, who's pulling in kind of the coaching perspective and how we as an organization and as coaches can help support this process. And so in our part three of this series, we're really going to look at making it work. What are the essentials that um, need to be in place? And also kind of looking at the benefits of the success. You know, why is this so important to work out this partnership and to really build communication and all the things we've talked to in uh, talked about in part one and part two why is it so important so that's what we're going to talk about in part three here and so I think as we look at um jumping right in I'm going to hand it off to um Kylie and just say okay what what do you see as some things that you feel like people really need to know when we're talking about making it work
2: yeah and we, we've talked about this in the last two episodes in pretty great length, but that communication and, and that, that time piece for the communication um, can be tricky. But if we are able to get time within the classroom, but then also some time um, when students aren't present to really talk together and to really um, problem solve together, it, it really makes a big difference in the student's success. Um, we find that when we come in and, you know, we might have ideas or meet, we might be asking questions um, and then we leave, um, we we really know that teachers are busy. Child care providers are so busy and having, having, um, time to be able to follow through with those suggestions and having time to collaborate with us seem like they are sometimes the hardest things. You know, so finding those times um, to make that that whole collaboration and communication successful is really important.
0: I know sometimes as a coach, I might send information to a provider or I might say, hey, just watch over the next week and see, you know, you've been feeling like this is an issue for this child. How many times do you really observe that? And, and I think sometimes I feel like I'm asking too much because it's just another extra thing. But do you sometimes give providers sort of, I would use the word like a little homework or a little follow through thing to watch for for you as she's there, he or she is there all day, every day?
2: Yeah, we, we will often, you know, say, can you, can you keep an eye on that and let me know next week when I come in, when that's typically occurring or how often that's occurring, just, just like your example, Jackie, but we also um, talk about some strategies, you know, and try to come up with strategies together for the, for the child and we always want to kind of check back and, and circle back with the providers and see how that went for them. See if they were able to practice it during that daily routine. See if um, it felt okay and, and how that follow through worked for them. And the more honest providers are with us, the more we're able to... Problem solve maybe a new you know a new way or come up with a new um, strategy or idea when we know that hey this maybe didn't work and um, when we have that open communication the the collaboration and planning is much more um, successful for the child.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you ever bring things into the classroom or do you typically just come in and kind of immerse yourself in that room? Or might there be equipment or pictures or anything that you might bring um, to use while you're there or even to leave?
2: Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, We typically, you know, our first couple visits will not bring in items. We want to see what's there, what's in their environment, what's working for them, what they're maybe having difficulty with um but we will often bring some visuals if sites want more visuals for students that's something that we can help create um some kids you know need a need a book at their own copy of a book at group time and um, maybe they need some manipulatives to help them sit. Those are things that we can help support the student and staff with and, and bring in. So there are, um, and same with equipment needs, like you said, um, there are definitely cases where we can um, plan with the providers and bring some materials in to help the student be more successful.
1: That's great. I think one thing that we've noticed too, sometimes there's there's that apprehension of, as you were mentioning, you know, leaving strategies or or you know, as Jackie kind of tab- labeled it as homework, but something that the provider then can be watching for or checking back with you. Sometimes, as you said, in this busy, busy time, which it seems like it's always busy in childcare because you're working with young children who are needing a lot of care. Um, you know the idea of one more thing, and oh my goodness, I'm not trained in this. How could I possibly? I think sharing with folks that um, some of the things that you're you're expecting would be would be things that are not going to hopefully add more of a burden, but would ideally lessen the burden overall because you're going to be helping this child gain skills, and some of those things are going to be beneficial. And if not all those things are going to be beneficial to all the children. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when you talk about that are the visuals. So, um, you know, a lot of times child care providers, they at some sites, you know, they're not sure when to use the visuals. And now I have the stack of visuals and what am I supposed to do with them? And why are you giving me all this? And I can't fit another thing into my day. Totally understandable. So we we really want that feedback, and we our hope is that we're coming into sites and planning um, a way that those are going to be used within your daily routine. So it's not something extra on your plate, but that it's part of what you're already doing, and it's just going to enhance the learning of all students which often those visuals do um and definitely help the students that have um special education needs um so finding finding ways to really incorporate those throughout those daily routines and um we we like to start with that priority you know that's kind of where we come back to that priority so what's the one thing we might want to practice this week Not, not, here's a stack of visuals, use these for every routine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. And, and if that's what's being recommended, we want that feedback, you know, that the staff really need to know, I can't do that. And that is too much. And we got to come up with a new way to figure out what, what could be manageable and helpful in the classroom.
0: Mm -hmm. When you're speaking about the other students in the room, um, I I wonder if you have to get a release of information in order for the for the the child's uh, provider and the and you to be able to communicate or to invite them to meetings and all that do you have to have releases for uh, other kids in the classroom or how does that work you know if a parent comes in and says who's this other person that's in my kid's room how yeah. does that work for you
2: yeah So we don't need a release when we're just working within the classroom. Um, We really try to follow the policies and procedures of the site. And um, we we are another adult working within the classroom. And often if um, other parents ask, you know, teachers say there's a child that's receiving services from the St. Paul Public Schools. And that's the adult that's working in the classroom with us. Um, now, if we were going to try to do a small group activity with a student where we would maybe ask that the special edu- the student receiving special education services and a peer be pulled outside of the classroom, we would need a release um, then or permission from parents then. That doesn't happen too often, but um, sometimes we do have some small social skills groups and mm-hmm. um, and those peers you know are really helpful in those situations so we we do um come across that every now and then but we would always get permission for those types of situations
1: that's wonderful good good question jackie cuz i know that that you know we know that we get it as coaches too and so our response is just you know I, I used to always say, when the kids would ask me, I'd always say, you know, I heard you guys have a lot of fun here, and I just had to come and check it out. Or, you know, and saying that to the parents, oh, I'm here to observe. It's just a great program. I wanted to, you know, I mean, it, I'm here to support. And they don't need to know the particulars of who or why. But keeping that privacy really um, in the forefront, and but also reassuring that you're not just this person off the street who just wandered in. <laughs> you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You were invited, and you do have a reason to be there. Um, so, as we're thinking about you know this this series that we've had, this great conversation about these services that are so essential. Why are they? Why is it it so important for special education to be coming into the childcare setting? Can you just touch on that a little bit about why? Um, why this really needs to be, we need to do our best as professionals working in childcare to make this, this partnership work. And, um, you know, special ed is going to be working really hard at that childcare needs to work hard, but why, what's the benefit to that child?
0: I mean, I I feel like um, I can say from the perspective of the childcare provider, um, just to know what's going on and what's being worked on so Mm -hmm. often they will say, "Well, I think he's getting school services, but I don't know exactly what." And it may be that the child is going to a center-based special education classroom, um, and that's that's fine. Um, but even in that situation, I think it could be really helpful to for those providers to give a tip or two, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but but lots of times, if someone is not involved and the provider is just going like, I wish I knew some things I could help with. You know, I might not be able to do everything that they do, but if I know that I'm working on, if I know that they are working on this or this or this, maybe I could do more of that. So something that I could do to help. I think that that's really crucial from the perspective of the provider.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course,
0: the other piece that we alluded to before is that if a child sees their special education provider in their child care and or in their home, it makes it all much more natural for them, I think. So mm-hmm. all of those pieces are going to be carried over.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Kylie, about the benefits and why it's so important?
2: Yeah, I think we we really see students make tremendous progress in, in those natural environments where, where they're able to, um, do things that are of interest to them and excite them and having fun with peers. And when that can be, um, when, when special ed interventions and strategies can be followed through with in those settings, we really do just see this wonderful amount of growth in students. And, um, we see them progress and, you know, there can be such change and it's, it can be a really, really great partnership. And it's so important. Yeah. That, that we work together and provide those, those services in those settings for children. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think your support and modeling within that classroom can give that provider a greater sense of confidence about, I know what to do in this situation now, Mm -hmm. or I know little tweaks that I can do. And therefore that child's going to be having more success. It's going to carry over beyond just the times that you're there. Right. Right. Yeah, And we're, we're constantly
2: learning from child care centers too. I, I want to say that, you know, we we go in and we see so many cool ideas and so many neat activities that we're learning from child care providers that we then can carry to other centers. Um, so it's really nice for us in that aspect as well. And um, a lot of times the child care providers – do know what to do they maybe just need a little extra support or a little extra time to be able to think some of that through and problem solve with us mm-hmm. so we we don't necessarily have the magic but <laughs> but but sometimes having that time and that space to allow for that problem solving and collaboration to happen creates um, the opportunities for childcare providers to know how to put those strategies and interventions into action.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's so important, and I think, you know, one thing that we really try to stress when we think about childcare and the the fact that so many children start their educational career in childcare. And so we're partnering with you as special educators to really lay this this foundation for development and and learning how to learn. And so of course we would partner. Of course we would want to reach out and and learn from each other as you said because childcare has expertise in many areas and special education has another area of expertise that is essential to the things that can really often bring challenges to a childcare setting. Those question marks, those, oh my goodness, I've never worked with a child who you know, interacts with the world this way. And what you're doing as that special educator, you're coming in and going, you know what? But I have, so here are some tips. And creating that bond of support is so important and it's showing to the children too, look at all these adults who are in my corner, You know, mm-hmm. really locking arms together and saying, you've got this, we're all on the same team. I think that that's something that kids can sense too. So we want that to be successful. And um, as we kind of wrap up this great series, which um, it has been so much fun to just talk about this because it's very near and dear to our heart, clearly at the Center for Inclusive Child Care, um, just any success stories that come to mind, Kylie, of, of kind of the example of, you know, this really went well and I feel good about it. And so does the, the childcare setting as well. Can you share anything about that?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, often I, I am in centers and there's, there's, children who have difficulty maybe sitting for group time and child care providers who maybe want some tips on that. And I'm thinking of an example, you know, um, we, we really worked and tried to problem solve for a long time. There were weeks that we tried multiple things, you know, fidgets, maybe an adapted, adapted chair, um, maybe that extra little book during group time. And you know, we tried things on a consistent basis and really had some nice communication, but it just wasn't working for this particular student. And, um, we had an opportunity to kind of step out and really talk through, okay, what, what exactly is going on? Maybe why isn't this working? And, um, What are we missing here? What are the pieces that we're missing? What what are the students high interests? How can we get them engaged in this group? And with planning, we found um, the student really did well if they were the helper for the day. So we found, you know, maybe they couldn't be the helper to do the calendar or to do um, the, the teacher activity, um, every single day, but opportunities throughout the day where the student could help with activities or be the, the teacher helper. And even just providing those opportunities throughout the day helped with group time, mm. um, helped the student be more engaged with group time. And then checking in with the student. Oh, but can you let me know what you learned after group? Okay, I need the teacher helper to remind me what we learned after group. And the student was able to kind of tell the teacher back and and be that little helper through the day and then also to to engage more at group time. But that took a lot of planning. That took planning and open communication with staff, but we, we were able to get to a place where the student was able to sit with the group excited about group and super excited to talk with the teacher afterwards and let them know what they were learning. And it was, it was really nice to see.
1: That's so fun. And um, I just, you know, the, I'm beaming as I'm listening. And, and because it is, we love those successes. We love to hear about when things are working and we, and we know from our work in childcare, through our coaching work and through other supports that we provide, that communication is so important. And that's kind of been the, the theme that's been woven through all parts of, All episodes of this podcast is just that open communication, that partnering communication. That's that's honest in saying this works. How can we do this a little differently because this is creating a little bit more of a challenge? Um, But that seems to be a a really common theme to all of the things we've talked about in these podcasts. And I look forward to having opportunity to have you back again, Kylie, and share other things as we move forward in just trying to provide resources for those. listen on understanding the, the early childhood special education process, how we can help families and children be really successful through this, and especially also helping all involved to see the success really lays the foundation for that whole life of learning that's ahead for these young children. So thank you for being with us today, Kylie Hendrick from St. Paul Public Schools, Early Childhood Education, Special Education, and Jackie Johnson, CICC coach. Thank you both for the time that you've taken on this topic, and I look forward to having you back again sometime real soon. And um, for our listeners out there, I would love to hear, um, we are always looking for podcast um, topics, and guests that you'd like to suggest, please, you know, check us out on social media. Go to our website at inclusivechildcare.org. We have resources there too. More resources on this topic as well. So thank you both and have a great afternoon.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.